0: Well, it's the morning, folks. I would be a liar if I said good morning. I don't think anybody in Packer Nation is feeling like it's a good morning today. We're back for another episode of South of the Cheddar Curtain. As always, it is your boy Devin Hine sitting across from. I'm just gonna say Luke Mueller, my friend. I I can't give anything more than that. You want to say hello, folks?
1: Adjectives or qualifiers. Hello, folks.
0: Yeah, we're feeling a little bit down as the Packers season is now all but dead. After we fall on Detroit, show is going to be a little different today. We got some wonderful fan mail from uh, Mr. David. who took time to send some very good, very thought-provoking questions. And when Luke and I were discussing the show beforehand, we thought that it would be best that we cover those after the Lions recap. Yeah. And when we sort of discussed our the weekly segment, I Think and I Know, a lot of our answers, or at least mine, were going to be very coupled with some of the questions that David asked, so we're going to kind of skip it for the meantime. Yeah, and just get into this uh, this beautiful game that we had against Detroit. Luke, you want to start us off?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, football was played in Detroit, I guess, by a team, kind of. Maybe the lines didn't look very good either. No. Obviously, we fell uh, fifteen to nine.
0: Nine. Nine. Nine, nine, nine. times. That's all I could think of. You know, Ferris Bueller's day off, nine times.
1: Bit of a rough one going up against the league's worst, actually potentially the league's worst defense ever. Historically bad defense. We put up nine points, which we'll get into. But even with all that said, we had had a shot there at the end. We could not take advantage of. And I think big story coming out of this game is the fact that literally everyone got hurt um, of importance, basically. Adding injury to insult, and white literally, and just with your whole and, and injury and injury and injury and injury and injury. Insult
0: shot at the end. We had a shot at the end because the defense made a fourth down stop. They but a, but they again, did. doesn't matter. At the end of the day.
1: No, no, we lost to a terrible team. Um, because we are the terrible team now. Hundred percent. That's kind of where we're at, and and I, I suppose we should
0: start with where we always start, right? Let's talk about the offense. There is an offense. All right. It's offensive. It is offensive. So off the bat, I wasn't super happy with our pass happy attack to begin. Felt weird coming off of last week, right? Like the exact opposite of what I wanted and hoped for. Yeah. I had a few. Are you blanking kidding me? And this should be a fair warning. Couple fronts: A, I've not gone back and watched any film because I'm not going to torture myself. B, as predicted, this might be an emotional episode. I will try to keep my profanity to a limit, but this is a warning now.
1: You might have to change those, those warnings on uh, Apple Podcasts, right? Just like for things. certain episodes. Yeah, for <laughs> <be> a mature <laughs> episode. We'll see. Devin is uh, a little grumpy today, folks. So I'll try to keep it a little lighter. But he's a uh, he's ready to go.
0: If you listen to the show, what do you expect? I'm the hothead with the hot takes yeah, and the beautiful puns and the poetry. You know, I add a little spice to the show, but you're the meat and the potatoes. You are what keeps us going. <laughs> you're the good analysis, and I think it's a good yin and yang. But if I'm not coming out hot, this isn't our show. A fair point. Fair point. Other things on offense. I will find positivities. We did have... Good individual performances. I thought as a whole, the offensive line did pretty well. I think Rodgers is only sacked once or twice. Samare Toure continues to be an ascending threat, something to to look forward to in the future, his development. Josiah Deguara has another good game. Mm-hmm. Al Nazard has good games, a good game at points. But Dubs goes down. That limits the offense. Watson goes down. Watson goes down, which we thought was another concussion. Thankfully, it's not, but still. So he's out. So again, we're really limited, which again, would think run, run, run didn't quite happen. But even when we did run the ball,
1: nothing happened. It
0: wasn't very effective. And I really cannot explain as to why that was.
1: No, and it's weird, especially coming off the performance of last week, Aaron Jones this week, nine carries, 25 yards. And obviously he got got hurt as well as did uh, David Bakhtiari, who eventually came back on the last series, and John Runyon Jr., who also came back. Mm-hmm. So all of the injuries, but that being said, the run game just was not there. They were stuffing us pretty good up the middle, and I know the secondary is pretty pretty bad for the Lions, right? They just fired their DBs coach um, the previous week, so you come in and you think uh, that's probably the weakness. But At the same point, what have we been successful with this season? Running the ball. Running the ball. So that's what I wanted to see. We could not get it established early on. Our leading rusher was Mike Vick
0: himself, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> who honestly looked pretty spry. He did. Nice to see him scramble out, make some things happen. With this lines matchup, too, though, is Michael Brockers, who's an older defensive lineman, but I would say is their best defensive yeah, lineman. He's good. He didn't play. Like we said, based on last week, based on the matchup, you'd think you could run all over these guys. Wasn't the case.
1: No, it just did not happen. Did not get that. That push up front, uh, very odd, very odd that we were not able to establish that. AJ Dillon didn't really look any better than Aaron Jones. Yeah, it just wasn't there. I guess the my favorite run of the day besides Aaron Rodgers was probably the one carry Kylan Hill got. He looked pretty explosive. Kylan Hill is the future. One
0: carry, <laughs> seven yards, beautiful average. Keep feeding him the love rock.
1: Love it, love it. Um, he does. He he does. It's nice to see him again in person because he he reminds me again of kind of aaron jones which is nice similar running styles um so that's nice to see because he's been gone for so long and even last year he didn't get much run so it's nice to just see what he looks like again out there on the field and
0: i was like oh yeah that guy he doesn't suck and we've heard from so many reporters and packers people that this kid has a lot of pop yeah he's like what sixth, seventh round pick out of mississippi state so you're not you're not really you're like
1: Really? That guy? He led the SEC in rushing a couple years ago, though, before they um, changed regimes
0: down there into a different kind of run offense. I'm happy to see him get this opportunity. I'm expecting him to get more opportunities as the season goes along. Excited to see what that kid can do with his opportunities. Absolutely. All about them opportunities. Yes, sir. There's going to be plenty (laughs) of opportunities
1: going forward for for guys on this team. We'll get there. Uh, (laughs) So uh, we'll we'll circle back to Aaron Rodgers because he's probably the – the biggest thing we need to talk about on the offense. But definitely want to give a shout-out to Alan Lazard because he he carried us at times. He, I know he only had four catches on ten targets, but, man, he was the only one out there making plays, it felt like.
0: And when he ripped his helmet off after that should have been touchdown, granted, we just had the whole DJ Moore thing, but I was like, that's a man who is playing Packer football. That yep. is a man who is fighting for us, who he shows cares. some heart. And so much of this team just looks soft and uninterested. And it's nice that, yeah, that's Allen. That's our guy. If there's one guy, right, we're thinking we're still going to win this game. If there's one guy that's going to fight back, lead us to where we need to go, it's going to be Allen Mazard.
1: We're just going to keep it on slot fades to him because it kept working. It works every time. Yeah. So I, I also want to bring up that I really liked what I saw out of Christian Watson. He had two catches before he got hurt. But. Not so much the the longer one that was 18 yards, but I really liked we used him on that quick little out screen thing that we do all the time, right? Yeah. Squeezing the slot on the outside wide receivers just block. And he, unlike early in the season, got his head around, made the catch, turned upfield, got the first down. That's the kind of thing development-wise I'm looking for out of the young receivers. That is literal growth. We saw him screw that up a couple weeks ago. He fixed it. He got the first down on that play, on a third down. Important play at the time. So love to see that development. I was pissed when he went down again. Cause I'm like, are you kidding me? Did he really get another Two concussions, concussions in a row
0: could be real
1: problems. I mean like career life altering potentially hundred percent. So the last thing you want to see is, is this young man have, have problems later in life. Right. But as far as football goes, you, man, this is, this is our guy. We finally put some, our money where our mouth is to a certain extent Went up, got a wide receiver, almost in the first round. Not quite the first round, but almost. That right? narrative is just so stupid. It is very continue. stupid. But we finally, we finally kind of did it. Got him. He's hurt. He can't get the timing down with Rodgers. Right? He's out all preseason. Comes in, gets hurt again. Comes in, gets hurt again. Comes in, gets hurt again. It's like, man, I just I want to see him on the field. Because you can tell, the second he gets the football, that Lightning. guy is different.
0: Totally. He is the best. Him and Aaron Jones the best pure playmaker, with the ball in their hands,
1: hundred percent, and that's something that i've I've talked about to some other people outside of the podcast. It's like, man, I'm just I'm watching football on Sunday and Monday and Thursdays, right? And you're watching people take like slant, break tackle, do something with it. We just can't. We have we have no. nothing like that. Or like a hitch route, something, grab the ball, turn up field, make it, make a guy miss, whatever. We just don't have that
0: right now. We should have looked up yards after catch, like for the season. For a total.
1: It feels like it's collectively zero.
0: Like I know it's that's probably under a hundred realistically. That's,
1: that's ridiculous. I'm sure it's more than that. But like mm. it's just there is nothing. There's nothing. Actually I believe the Dolphins are at the bottom of the league in yards after catch, but it's because they just bomb it into the end zone so it doesn't you catch yeah, the ball there, fall there's down. There's no matter. yards after catch
0: when you're in the end zone. <laughs> Correct. Correct. That's how math works.
1: Yes. Um, but it just feels like every time we throw a even one, one of those deep ends like the play Romeo got hurt on. Like nothing ever happens, you know. Nothing's easy for this right. offense. Right. It's it's an 18-yard in route essentially. He catches the ball, he falls down every time. And it's not just Romeo, it's everybody. There's no broken tackle, get an extra 5 yards, there's nothing.
0: Christian Watson's our best hope of that. He really is. And I see a little bit in Toure. Time will tell. But, yeah, for the usual characters, at, at there's, least, there's not a whole lot of broken tackles. No.
1: And even with Toure, he he just seems to get behind everybody, which is an awesome skill.
0: He's behind and he's open. Hmm.
1: All the time. I'll take it. Especially
0: yep. in this offense, he's like a holy grail.
1: I will definitely take it. He's kind of filling a little bit of the Christian Watson gap, deep threat, because Romeo's not that guy. No. I can see him long-term getting some of those slot fades that we'd run with Lazard or Devante or something like that. But, but he, like you said, he's a real... Intermediate threat. Yeah, which is awesome. You need that. We need it. But we need somebody to go deep. And without Christian Watson, we seem to at least found somebody that's capable of an smart tour.
0: And another guy that I can be excited about going forward in the future, which is 100% very important at this point.
1: Okay. What did you think about the David Bakhtiari trick play?
0: You know it's cute if we're up by 17 to give a guy who has been a staple of this franchise yeah. a nice touchdown pass but in a essential playoff game and i don't even know what the score was i'm sure we were down cuz we were down the whole game fourth and goal that's the play call and i'm all for getting creative 100%. i am and and he was open. So it's it's kind of twofold, right? I don't love the play call, but it worked. He was, he wide was open. Wide open. A- Aaron just erranded it because uh, yeah, we needed a key there. play and it's a playoff like game and he's just like, nah. Or maybe it's the thumb that I've been saying for weeks and he's just not quite there. I don't know. But I mean the play call, while I think it's kind of stupid in the moment, it worked. We just didn't execute. Never heard that before this season.
1: And then he almost immediately, Bakhtiar, I'm talking about, went out with an injury. So came back, but it was like, really, guys? My I think my biggest problem with that entire drive, um, or that that's goal line stand by the Lions, and I was texting you about it. I was like, why, why are we doing this, right? The play calls make no sense. We're running A.J. Dillon out of shotgun. Why? He's terrible at it, right? If you're going to have him on the goal line, get Josiah in there. Make sure high formation, eye easy formation, peasy,
0: off the gut. Lemon squeezy. I was, I was saying to my dad and his girlfriend the whole game. X's and O's versus Jimmys and Joes. We can talk about scheming things up and being cute, and and there is a place for that. But at some point, it's like, okay, I need to put this player in the best position to succeed. Right. AJ Dillon with a blocker in front. Go get him. Up the gut. Go get him. That's what he's there for. That's why we drafted him.
1: Don't do this shotgun crap. And I, I get that you want the RPO, you know, maybe the slant, well, the slant, right, coming off the, the backside of it or front side, depending on the play. But it's just Aaron Jones can do that. A couple years ago, Aaron Jones was historically efficient at the goal line. But he's a phenomenal goal linebacker, oddly so, enough. So if you want to go gun...
0: Put, put, Aaron, Aaron, RPO, Jones in put there. Aaron Jones in. because he's going to slither his way in there. Exactly. He doesn't only really power over people. He just like gets behind a guard or a center and he just gets around slithers, them, like you said.
1: He just gets around them and and like I said, historically efficient. Him and Austin Eckler kind of have a nose for that kind of thing. And just, do you want to use them that way? That's fine. But don't stop putting square pegs into round holes. It's not working, right? And I get maybe you want to break some tendencies and well, we don't even have a tendency of it. But and use AJ Dillon out of the shotgun, but. Not at the goal line, guys.
0: Which doesn't work. Just don't overthink it.
1: Right. We had four
0: tries to get a yard, basically, right? Couldn't do it. The One of the Packers repeat, uh, reporters went over like how many goal line red zone opportunities we had and how poor the result was. And I think through trauma, I blocked it out. But it was it was pretty depressing. Oh, yeah. It was a ton. ton of opportunities, and we just couldn't put it in. Couldn't put it in. I mean, three interceptions in the red zone, which I know the third one doesn't really count, but Big Bob was on the five-yard line when that pass went his way, so count three red zone picks, only put up nine points. That's it, right? Do I, do I need to say more? I mean,
1: that, that's pretty much it. But yeah, overall, didn't like play calling down there. Getting too cute. I get if it, it works, it works, and you, you seem smart, but
0: at some point, like, if you think you're the better team, just go be better. Jimmy's and Joe's, not X's and O's. So you have that part of LaFleur's sort of play calling, which is disappointing. But then it points in this game, again, it's this whole, is it Rodgers' offense, is it LaFleur's offense? We're seeing more of this hero ball, bull crap. Yeah. Just send him out. There's no motion, right? We're not pairing the run and the pass, which is the whole point of the LaFleur offense. And look what happened. And this is where it gets interesting to me because
1: you're absolutely right. We're not seeing motion. We're not seeing any of that fun stuff. Maybe that's... Christian Watson's availability problems, that kind of thing, but when we had a spark there towards the end, it was because Aaron was playing a little like old Aaron, and Aaron had a terrible game, we're about to get to it, but he was running around, making plays, taking shots, you could see him wind up for throws, it feels like that's something we haven't seen, he's not like ripping the ball much anymore. Right? I would agree with that. He did. He rolled out to the right, scrambled, or whatever, and you saw him just cock back. I'm like, oh, this is going somewhere. And it was. It was like a 10 yard completion or whatever. But we're successful when doing that to a certain extent. Right? We're going off script a little bit, like Aaron loves to do. But when we're on script, the script seems god awful. Because you're right. It doesn't seem like it's a LaFour scheme but it's also not run around schoolyard, kind of like Aaron wants. Like, what are we doing? It's this middle-of-the-road
0: appeasing crap that just doesn't work. I mentioned this fear before the season started, and I didn't think that Aaron would be – I didn't think the divide between Aaron and the floor's offense would be this emergent again, right? In the first year that floor was here, it was kind of 50-50, and the last two where we went 13-3. and three, I'm sorry, last year. Maybe it was two years. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But recently, a few years, it's been the LeFleur offense, and it's worked beautifully. And now we're with back With some Aaron sprinkled in. With some Aaron sprinkled in. Not the main course. Just a little side dish. Now we're finally like to the main dish, and like, this, why, this is the though? product that we see. I don't know, Luke. I think—because
1: that's a big question for me, and will kind of lead us at some point into what we're going to talk about later. But Matt LeFleur, Right. You are the head coach. I feel like you forget that sometimes. You are the head coach.
0: Make him run the offense. You know, sometimes in life, when you are dealing with somebody who has shown that they can be a little toxic at points, Mm -hmm. it's like you're walking on eggshells, and Matt LaFleur is the head coach. But he's been the head coach in Green Bay for two or three years. And does have a good winning record. It's Aaron Rodgers we're talking about. And I am sure that his pushback is not harder because it is Aaron Rodgers that he's talking to. Oh, I'm sure. But, like, what changed? I get Devontae. Yeah, I
1: get it. But outside of that, what changed? We were undefeated without Devontae the last several years. Yeah, that's not sustainable, but we looked a hell of a lot better and schemed up and good game plans significantly more than we do this year
0: right i don't have a good answer for you i my closest thing is that i i think that there is a big part of this aaron's offense versus matt's offense and i would jumping ahead but i would, as i've said before be fascinating to see what this offense looks like if it's not aaron at the helm i think that's where we get a true feel for how good of a coach LaFleur is because there's there's questions about him now and as there should be
1: yeah I think so because I think even outside of scheme wise so many games we haven't felt ready to go and And Aaron even talked about it and we're soft and Aaron even brought this up right in one of the McAfee's he brought up that last week was not the Lions game the one before that Bills the Bills game was like the first time all year that he felt that the team was, like, ready to go energy-wise at the start of the game.
0: That's unexcusable. I just don't understand that. And But part of me wonders, really, how much that is on the coach and how much is it on individual players? Because as a coach, yeah, your job is to inspire guys, right? But I really think about that more at like the collegiate and high school level. You for are sure. NFL players, for the love of God. You have spent how much time, how much sacrifice to you are to this? invested to get to the spot, Right. Your financial welfare, your family, so many people depend on you, right? And I'm sure these are guys that did go to college and have degrees, mm-hmm. but they don't, they don't, a lot of them don't want to be jumping on that degree train sooner than later. No, right? They want to fall back on that when they're 40. Not now. Just as a professional doing your job, to show up to work half assed, like, all right, yeah, I'll be here. Are you kidding me? When you show into CarMax, when you you walk up like that, when I get a trauma call at 2 a.m. when I'm sleeping, do you think that I'm like, okay, I'll go help somebody? Or am I like general quarters? Let's go. I'm going to go do my job. I'm going to go show up for my people because they need me. I get we do have this whole thing about LaFleur's teams being soft and they don't respond to adversity. And that is something that I will blame on him. But when it comes down to just showing up and being ready to go, I put that on the players, and I don't know if it's certain guys in the locker room that are kind of pushing that toxicity that you see some of the guys roll in and just don't look like they care, and that it's contagious, right? Like complaining in a workplace is contagious. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. But the fact that NFL players don't show up ready to go is a big problem. Yeah, a little mind-boggling.
1: I think, it obviously, you expect each player to... To own that and and show up prepared and ready to go and excited and with energy, right? Without a doubt, that's on them. However,
0: as the head coach, you're literally in charge of everything. It's the way it works. How many times have we seen him gone to the sideline to bitch guys out? We've seen it several times over the past few weeks. Yeah. And just to no avail. So I don't know if he's preaching the wrong words or if it's just deaf ears. I'm not sure.
1: Neither do I, but at some point, you got to start holding some people accountable. Right, and So that's the only way that works in any job setting.
0: I am less happy with LaFleur's performance this year as in years past. Without a doubt. I will give you that. And these are disturbing trends that we're seeing. We saw it years before. Mm-hmm. Get hit in the mouth, roll over and die. Didn't respond. Yep.
1: Yeah. So to the elephant in the room, that is Aaron Rodgers. Not great, man. Not great. This This was a bad, bad game for him. This is the worst he's looked in, non-playoff-wise, a long
0: time. Three picks, I believe, two in the red zone, first time in his career. Basically two at the goal line. You see him screaming at Lazard, expletive, expletive, expletive. Man, what about you? What about you, Aaron, throwing three picks, one, an under throw, one, the, one the other one, just you literally hit a guy right in his face mask. The guy didn't jump up. The defensive lineman that batted that ball on the goal line, he didn't jump up. You hit him right in the helmet like you were trying to knock him out. And then the third, looking for Tunyon deep down the seam, from what I remember, it appeared the defense was in two man, so you had man coverage and two safeties across the top. And there was a safety right there, right? In that situation, sometimes you can look at that throw. All right, if my wide receiver's out wide enough, have pulled the safeties to the corner, then that throw in the middle is the right throw. Okay? I don't love that play call against that defense. Obviously, it can be hard to read beforehand, so you just kind of have to deal with the chips that you're dealt. But I literally looked at my dad and said, that's an effing Madden play. That's clear as day. He is covered. There is hope over the top. You don't throw that ball. It's that simple. You throw that ball? No. No. No inexcusable inexcusable and yeah there were some good things right him running around was great to see but overall this this performance just left me at a loss for words and so many times this season it's been little things it's been you know different people letting us down and Aaron hasn't looked great the entire time and part of that we attribute to drops and the offensive line and other things And, and that's still very much true But in this game, where the defense does enough, and they did, and it's a playoff-level game, to watch you just let us down again, Aaron, you're getting close to pallbearer status.
1: I feel like I have to step in now. Okay. Agreed. Terrible game. Absolutely terrible game from Aaron Rodgers. Right. I will... Not come to his defense, but we'll play slight devil's advocate on a couple things. One of which is I know a lot of people are complaining about body language and and happened recently. And, oh, you know, it's always Aaron doesn't take responsibility and, and whatever, whatever, right? I think the immense frustration and anger he showed after underthrowing Smari for what should have been a touchdown, that was at himself, wasn't it, Smari? right? He's very frustrated that. he missed that throw. There was also a clip of him on the sidelines that I feel does not get enough does not get enough um, run with people. And that was, he went over there at one point in the game, gathered all the receivers down on the bench, and just started talking to him. Right? He wasn't demonstrative. He wasn't throwing tablets at people or breaking them, Tom Brady. He went over there, got these young wideouts and started talking to him. That's the kind of thing that allegedly Aaron Rodgers does not do. Right? If if you listen to people.
0: Yes. That we, is a narrative.
1: We, we do not we do not get that side of the story. So No sir. He played it like absolute hot trash. Just terrible. And by Aaron Rodgers standards, even worse because he does not have a game this bad. Right? This is not something we see
0: from him ever. Never really. This is by far the worst game I've ever seen him play. Correct. And we'll get into it.
1: But This is what being mortal feels like in the NFL. This happens. It does. Right? Josh Allen just threw more interceptions and hurt himself against the Jets. Right? MVP right there. Looked mortal two weeks in a row. Multiple interceptions. Right? This is what life without the greatest quarterback of all time feels like. Okay? So. Okay. A little foreshadowing there. But... The uh, He played terrible. He needs to get it together. He needs to play better. Without a doubt. Are there other things that go into it? Yeah. Did I expect that the run game could carry us this game? Yeah, probably. Clearly did not happen for one reason or another.
0: Or even the passing game could carry us. Well,
1: I was Not, hoping not the
0: ideal situation after last week's running game, but against right. these defensive
1: backs. We needed the pass game to carry us clearly after the run game could not get going. It did not happen. Right. I want to end on a high note with the offense. Devin's over there smirking like, what could this possibly
0: be? Josiah looked good. You're right. We didn't mention that. <laughs> Josiah, I mean, you shouts did. Out, you baby. did. Okay, that's... good.
1: No, one person we did not mention. Zach Tom filled in for two separate offensive line positions and looks solid at both. Came the u- in... ultimate Swiss army knife. He's, he's little, he's little Jenkins. That's what he is at this point. He's Jenkins junior. Uh, he can play all five positions. He came in, for Bakhtiari, when Bakhtiari went down, when JRJ went down, he was playing right guard as well. I mean, that versatility tells me that if nothing else, we can still grab those linemen in the fourth round. That's, that's our bread and butter at this point. Every year, I want to draft somebody in the fourth round. Yeah, just take your shot. Just do it. We'll sell all the third-round picks because they're garbage, as we discussed.
0: Yeah, just trade a third for two fourths. Yeah, we'll every sad. year,
1: and we'll be fine, and we'll have 17 awesome offensive linemen sounds like a plan
0: and then we probably still <laughs> wouldn't go heavy with them because that's not what we do but correct that's that's another topic for one problem at a time day all right defense we should we can probably get through pretty quickly i mean they did enough. they held the lions to what 15 points and the lions have a good offense very high scoring throughout the year jair had a nice pick Keyshawn nixon should have a pick eric stokes went down and of course I've expressed my frustrations about his play. Apparently, he listened and went to make a tackle on a running back or someone with the ball in their hands. Luke and I have not seen it because they didn't really show it, but he got bent over backwards, and now we don't know how long he's out for. It sounds like he's probably done for the season. Yeah. So, Eric Stokes, I, I Appreciate you trying, but oof, maybe that's why I didn't try to tackle anybody. My bad. Let's see, that Devin, that one's on you. Yeah. That one's Sorry. On you. Sorry, Eric. My bad. Keyshawn Nixon, we've been asking to play more. Had to play more. Thought he played well. Rudy Ford played a little bit. Had a nice form tackle. anigbari had a real bullshit roughing the passer. But yeah, again, he continues to show. Yep. Promise. It's like one play a game he makes. Great to see out of a rookie. Later on, draft pick. Kind of the third... Uh, edge rusher, but I don't know, man. I don't know what else to say. What else do you got?
1: I well, if nothing else, we should hit on all of the injuries and put them into kind of one, one little section here, right?
0: Drink up at go home. Go over,
1: go over what we know, right? So we'll, let's start with um, terrible news and we'll work our way to good news.
0: Oh yeah. So we sh- should we start with the uh, best defensive player or best? I'm going to say best player the Packers have. Rashawn Gary. Arguably, right? Towards tore his ACL.
1: Out for the year. Probably won't see him until this time next year, realistically.
0: And we'll see what he looks like before the Packer problems of the past few years. It seemed like ACLs were no big deal. You could still come back and you could ball. Nine
1: to 12 months, you're good to go. Mm,
0: Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Robert Tanyan, none of them look the same. So I'm not saying Gary's going to be trash. But yeah, I'm concerned about that going forward, for sure. I'm
1: hoping, and I'm not saying these other guys aren't, but... We already know that Rashawn Gary is an absolute workout warrior. If he attacks his rehab with that kind of ferocity, I'm hoping that he'll be good to go in nine months. You never know. Maybe you, it, ACLs take time to get back to 100%, but at least you're viable in nine to 12 months. So in theory, he might be back for the start of the next season, at least sometime during the season would be the my expectation.
0: Agreed. We'll see so how he progresses, but yeah, that guy, he has his head on, right? He's gonna do everything he can. I have full faith in Rashawn Gary, despite 100%. all this negativity. That man, I trust. Other injuries, you already mentioned it, Eric Stokes, mm-hmm. who when the floor's press conference happened, it was already announced that Gary was probably gonna be out for the year with the ACL. And I don't remember LaFleur's exact wording, but basically he was just as, if not more, concerned about Eric Stokes injury. Correct. Sounds like they're looking for a few other opinions on it. My guess is he's done for the year. I
1: would agree. Yeah.
0: Aaron Jones got banged up. Sounds like he avoided major injury, but he's he's a questionable for next week.
1: Here's hoping he plays because he apparently hates the Cowboys. I don't think he actually hates the Cowboys. But he, he goes just off against them, Dallas. Yeah.
0: Which we're definitely going to need. Speaking of playmakers and offense, Romeo Dobbs is a high ankle sprain. He's out from anywhere from two to six weeks.
1: I would definitely lean towards uh, more on the six-week side.
0: As we should, because why would you rush him back? Those ankles can be naggy, and the season's over. So what's the point in killing
1: him? And also, uh, I'm going to say I'm our uh, ankle fracture sprain broken expert here. I've done it three times.
0: We got He's not only the holder expert, but he's also the ankle <laughs> expert. Guys, Correct. let's just Correct. all take a moment to appreciate what we have here in Luke Mueller.
1: Yeah, just absolute expert at hurting myself in high school.
0: So uh, the
1: big thing with him that made me go, oh, no. Was that his ankle went out, like his foot went out? He didn't roll; it didn't roll under himself, like how most high ankle sprains are. And if it goes the other way, you're much likely to have much more likely to have longer term damage, much more likely to be a break. Definitely going to be a high ankle sprain, not a low ankle sprain. So, I was not surprised at all. That was pretty much exactly what I figured. I would say, four, I would think four weeks minimum, probably more like six, which puts him back with a couple games
0: to go. And at that point, do we even throw him out there because there's no point in making him worse?
1: I think if he's completely healthy, you do. Just give him reps.
0: If he is, but if it's questionable, set
1: him, please. That's fair. Christian Watson avoided concussion. He was just held out as a precaution. Um, he wanted to go back in. He was cleared. So that's great
0: news. Also, good fight from Christian Watson, wanting to go back in. Love I appreciate it. that competitor. We like what we see. We just need to keep him on the field. We need to see him more,
1: right? I'm also glad they held him out. At the same time,
0: yes, dolphins. Yeah, we don't need Looking to at you,
1: we don't need to play with, with brain injuries here. So, go heal up, bud, and uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, Bakhtiar came back in the game, so I assume he's fine. Do we even report Bakhtiari injuries anymore because it's <laughs> like every
0: other week, I can't even keep track.
1: I feel bad because him and him and Jenkins is just like we have no idea who's playing every week. We, we got flip a of, coin, flip a coin who's gonna be hurt this week. At least Jenkins is like dealing with a foot now it's not the knee so i guess that's a little better that's
0: a little better that it's a new injury as opposed to a a long-term chronic one that he can't seem to just get over the yeah um jrj thankfully came back yeah so i think he's fine he's my favorite offensive lineman i love that guy i mean
1: if nothing else if him and bakhtiari both went out i mean we only have one zach tom
0: what did i text you during the game (laughs) i was like Once GRJ went down, I was like, oh, God, no. Please don't. Please don't. They didn't do it. Please don't. Please (laughs) don't put that. I can't even say Royce Newman. I didn't want to see it. So, you know, that was another positivity on offense is that we just put in Zach Tom and the injuries were timely enough where we could avoid putting in uh, Royce Newman, the human Style.
1: Shout out to those two for for their injuries not overlapping. Very nice. Great game plan. Way to go, boys. Love it. Great teamwork. Love to see it. Um, also, Tunyon went out for a while um, for his knee, but he came back in.
0: Looked good again, but I think he's, at this point, he is a possession receiver. We're not really seeing him break tackles and get yards after catch. Uh-oh. No, I, I, agree. Luke no, is, no, no, I agree. Luke is scooching up like I just committed blasphemy.
1: You're not wrong. I, I just hope that he's one of those where it it's just taken a little, a little time. They've even talked about it before where it just, he needs to, get, to be 100% trusting in that knee still, and he, he's just not quite there.
0: And I would love to see it. He's such a threat when he's, you know, full bore. Yep. Hopefully we see that in the future.
1: Um, who else got hurt?
0: Barnes? But he came back in, didn't he?
1: No, I don't think so. I think he had a concussion.
0: Great. So- <laughs> there was my hope. There was my positivity. Chris Barnes loved that man. I mean, I love Isaiah McStuffy, too, but. So we'll see if Campbell can go this week. Hopefully,
1: and, and or hopefully Barnes is is fine. Maybe it was a precaution or whatever, but
0: uh, yeah, not good. Not good at all. I thought the season was already dead after we lost that game, and then Gary and Stokes and the list goes on. I,
1: I... Our best wideout, or at least second best wideout being out for a month, month and a half. I mean, there was a time where I – during the game i didn't know if like christian watson was gonna play football again so i'm, I'm glad that we got through that yeah it's not
0: completely <sighs>
1: shipwreck but air jones seems fine so could have been worse but at one point we had lost eight starters to injury in this game you only start the game with 22 so yeah. do the
0: math there guys that is not good adding injury to insult and as you said injury to injury to injury to injury <laughs> to insult to losing to uh One of the worst defenses in the NFL, and our offense, our our defense held them to 15 points. So they did their job. Great, great overall day.
1: Jared Goff looked terrible. I mean, uh, defense, great job, but everything else sucked. Seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. Do we go to David's questions? Oh, we might as well. So, as many Packer fans are, I'm sure, at this point, everyone out there is probably wondering, right? Like, okay, now what? We are not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but I believe that we are. There's we got her on the table at the well. But we what has shown you that we can?
0: I'm not saying and with the injuries, like what has shown you that we have any fight? We just lost to probably the worst team in the NFL, to Texans, That tried but, to give us the game.
1: Um, well, I didn't say it's gonna happen, but we could realistically go what like seven and one, maybe six and two the rest of the way and make it, maybe. The only thing we have going for us is it's the Cowboys, and we love to break their hearts. So, that's good. Let's see if we can make something something happen with that.
0: Um, Yeah, the rest of the schedule is hard. The rest of the schedule is hard. we got to play the Eagles. Even the Titans. I mean, my God. We just lost to the Lions. Can we play the Titans when they still have Malik Willis out there? we play Willis the Do we play them? Maybe we can get a win there?
1: I don't believe so, no.
0: Yeah, my hopes are not high. Okay. Well,
1: I guess let's let's rearrange these questions. I have them over here on our beautiful whiteboard. Um, that came from my my wonderful wife's classroom, but now it was ours for for podcast reasons.
0: All right. So then if you're rearranging the questions, then how about just, you lead them and I'll respond. No problem. No problem. Sure. Given what we're talking about with the schedule.
1: Yep. Let's start with Are We Scared to Face the Bears? Week 13.
0: Am I scared to face the Bears? No. Do I think we're going to win? God no we just lost to the lions. What faith should I have in anything? And we lost to the lions while we still had some of our best guys. Noah, Sean Gary to chase around fields. Like that team is hitting their stride on offense. They nearly beat the dolphins. It's weird. They show some fight. So am I scared to face the bears? No. Do you think we're going to win. No, your turn.
1: <laughs> um, I scared to face the bears. Literally never. Um, do I think we'll win? As I think you're gonna see a lot through these questions, I'm gonna be a little bit more optimistic than my pal across the table. Uh yeah, I think we'll win. Their defense is bad. I'm hoping this gives us a couple weeks to I don't know, figure our life out and we're not a complete dumpster fire by then. Uh so sure. Sure. Yeah, of course we are. Just just stick quay on on fields, man. Just they got See, three running backs that. back there. You say
0: that. And then Quay Walker is going to go punch one of the Bears back up tight ends on the sideline. And then he's out. And then Campbell goes out. And Isaiah's going to try. And just not going to happen. But I like the, I like the positivity. Yeah, the we're going we're to try. We're going to try. So,
1: no, uh, I'm not scared. And we're going to win. Okay. There we go. Okay.
0: That's one. We've got four more. <laughs> David David came. More prepared than the Packers usually do. Very proud of you. Honestly,
1: very prepared. So, a lot of these are going to be about the future, right? Yeah. Is LeFleur
0: good? It's a complicated question.
1: Right. Was he just hiding behind kind of uh, Aaron Rodgers,
0: Devontae Adams, that connection? Or or is he a good quality head coach? I have concerns. You talked about, right? The guy's not quite being ready to go. The fact that we get hit in the face and we don't adjust. Yeah. When we see his offense run as he wants it to be run, it looks good, okay? As a coach, you have you know, play calling on what other side you are, right? Some guys are offensive coaches. Some guys are defensive coaches. The floor is an offensive coach. You have play calling, and then you also have motivation. So right now in motivation, I'm not giving him a strong grade, okay? For the play calling, I'm not sure at this point. I think what I would need is a year of Aaron not being the quarterback. Seeing how the offense looks. And maybe it isn't even about how well the team does, right? You can just see if plays are schemed up well. If we're putting guys in positions to succeed, he can still be a good coach even if Aaron's gone and we go 8-8. and But the offense looks as it has in the past. So I'm going to say... I can't fully answer that question yet.
1: Okay. Fair. I think where I'm sitting currently is he's a good coach. I thought he was a great coach. I'm falling off that at the moment. I'm, I'm sliding back down to good coach. I think X's and O's wise. He's fine. Um, I like him at the podium. I like his responses. He takes ownership over things. Uh, players seem to like him a lot. Seems he seems to have created a good culture there, especially after the toxicity of kind of Mike McCarthy on the way out. Not his fault, but just kind of the what ended up happening there. But I do am starting to wonder if he can kind of control some of the the bigger personalities, motivate the team week in, week out, that kind of thing. So
0: good coach, not great. We should maybe throw into this one question number five if I agree. we keep LaFleur with the rebuild. Whenever
1: that happens, because we'll we'll get into when we think that will happen, but mm -hmm. clearly there's some sort of retooling, rebuilding coming in our
0: future, whether it be
1: next year or in a couple. Do we see LeFleur
0: being there for it, or do we just start from scratch? I would like to see at least one year. Like I said, I want to see what happens when he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers, because I believe that if we have a rebuild, he's not going to be here. I want to see what LeFleur's game looks like when you have somebody who has to buy into it and who will buy into it.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I I think we keep LaFleur for whatever comes next, at least probably for a couple years. Um, With his guy, whoever that may be, whether it's love, whether it's somebody else, I definitely think that that's kind of what will happen. Also, the Packers are not one to move on quickly.
0: No, we don't cut ties that fast. No,
1: so I I think that LaFleur's built himself up a couple years on his own away from Aaron, whenever that time comes. I agree. All right. We might as well just call this episode Existential Crisis. <laughs> exactly. These are some big questions. Um, David with the heavy hitters. For our, our off season. But I, I think they're poignant. I think this comes at a good time because we're we're staring down the barrel of something that as Packer fans in our lifetime, we never have. Right. This is a, a lost season. Essentially, at this point, or about to be. Right. And And we don't know what's coming up next. We don't know what next year holds. We have quarterback kind of. Don't know what's going on, but also it's taking them a huge part of the cap. We got a bunch of people on big contracts. We got some good young players, some that need to be paid without a ton of money to pay them. Mm-hmm. We're at kind of a, a precipice here. And it wouldn't have mattered if we went 13 and four again this year, right? That's a completely different story. But now that we're looking, we're being forced to look at the future and the future being far bleaker than it was four months ago, right? What does that look like? So, does Rodgers come back next year? He's in our contract for, what, one or two more years? Two more years, I think? I think so.
0: Does Rodgers come back next year? I've already said we're not making the run, and I'm sticking with that and saying that he's not coming back. Okay. This team has so many issues. He said he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. He does not look happy. He might say in the press conferences that it's just frustration. That man does not look happy. We were somehow, by the form of a miracle, able to bring pretty much the whole band back together. There is no way this roster is as close to as talented next year. And maybe Aaron's play, Aaron's play is going down a little bit with father time. That's true. And maybe you get some development from the young receivers. But I'm telling you now, we are not going to be a better team on paper next year than we are this year. Aaron looks miserable. I don't see why he would come back. Maybe maybe to be traded, but I do not think he would want to come back to the Packers. To play next year. Yeah. All right, so I don't
1: even have to ask you, do you want him back? I, we all know the answer, Devin. <laughs> you didn't want him this year. So you do not want Aaron Rodgers to come back, correct? If it was just up to you. To make the decision, you know, and you got to pick what he what he did.
0: When I answer this question, I'm going to make an apology to my fans, to our fans. As I said earlier, I think one of the best parts of the show is, is you being down to earth and giving good analysis and me being a loon. And that's fine. I accept that. Accept it with pride. But what did I say after that NFC Divisional game? That I didn't want us in clutch time when the season's on the line, for the defense to show up and Aaron not do enough. And I remember saying after, and you know what, Luke, and we'll see next year when we're in the playoffs and what's going to happen, you know, if, if Aaron blows it again. Yeah, our playoff game was in week nine against Detroit when we we're three and six. And he still does this. Are you kidding me? Now, I know there's one of the problems this season. But when it comes down to it, in another playoff situation, this was do or die against... One of the worst defenses in NFL history. Why would I want to watch that crappy movie again? Show me something new. And again, 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 we're going to be in cap hell no matter what. But if we keep him, it's going to be even worse.
1: Depends. Um, The the cap hell part kind of depends. If we cut him, we have just an astronomical amount of dead cap.
0: What happens if he retires or we trade him?
1: We can trade him. That's fine. Um, if he retires, that's fine. We can't force his hand.
0: Yeah, we're not going to cut him. I don't see that happening. We would either trade him or he would retire one or the other. At this what are you
1: going to get for I think retiring. he's
0: prideful enough that he would want to be traded because he does not want to go out like that unless Agreed. he's all ayahuasca. I'm at peace. Agreed. Which, hey, good for you and your mental peace, but not for my football team.
1: Okay. So does Rodgers come back? Yeah, I think he does. That's why there's going to be a lot of, of me and Devin not agreeing for the, these questions, which is fine. Uh, uh, short answer: Does it come back? Yes. Do I want him to come back? Also yes. So here's why, and I, I've touched on this a couple of times over the last few weeks. Personally, and this question is, you know, I'm asked, do I want it back? Of course I do. And that is because we are. Witnessing the end of one of the greatest careers in NFL history. Right? Fair? Fair. Thank you. Took him a second to say that. And one that we are just statistically not likely to see again on the Packers. Right? Just probably not. Probably not. Right. I'm just... I know this may not be the... The smart way to do it this is definitely not the the Madden way to go about building a team but I'm I'm going down the ship, man. I, you are a
0: prisoner of the moment and I am very sorry for it. I'm a prisoner
1: of the past if if anything, and that's fine. That's fine because deep down I still feel like when Aaron runs out into the field I'm like that's my guy. We got a shot.
0: I did feel that way for a very long time. And I'm honestly very sad that I don't anymore. I wish I still did. I wish his product on the field still behooved me to feel that way. But I no longer do. And sometimes, Luke, things in life change. People go into relationships thinking that person's the one, and they're not. You go into friendships you invest 10, 15 years in, and they betray you like that. Shit happens. You get fired from your, your job for no reason. And although it might be nice to look on the happy days, you also have to look on the reality of the situation. We are not going anywhere with him next year.
1: And I don't think we're going anywhere with anybody else next year. I think we're going to be worse.
0: Would you rather start? Yeah, so next year is going to be probably bad no matter what, right? Wouldn't you rather start Jordan Love and figure out if he's the guy or not, and then if he's not, oh, we have another top 10 draft pick. We can draft a quarterback. We can figure out who really belongs and who does not. Or do you just want to push that back another year?
1: Well, no, I've, I've already come to the conclusion and we'll, skipping questions here, my man, uh, that Jordan Love is not going to be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers at any point in time. That would have had to be this year.
0: OK, then that's fine. So, and right now we have a top eight draft pick.
1: And then I'm not taking a quarterback in the first round. Uh, I think looking at previous quarterback classes and looking at who's coming out this year. I'm not willing to invest that capital into
0: anybody like that. Then we should have pulled up the free agent quarterback market, <laughs> and I could have told you that Marcus Mayo would be a better choice, as he's doing well in Atlanta now. Now, Mitch, not so much. I mean, but they just
1: literally don't throw the ball in Atlanta, I, Devin. I, like. was,
0: <laughs> I was put on the cross for that take, and yet again, here we are, Aaron letting us down at a key moment, and the season's over, as if I called it was going to happen, and yet here we are. And I was the crazy one. I would, I rather, was the
1: crazy I would one. rather utilize our resources to build a strong team That can then become plug and play with a quarterback, young quarterback, after Rodgers leaves. Cap wise, it just doesn't make a lot of sense unless you trade him. That's probably gone away at this point. Why do you say that? Well, he looks worse. So
0: it's It's still Aaron Rodgers. You can still get him somewhere.
1: You can get him somewhere, but I mean, it seems like the Colts aren't just going to recycle random old quarterbacks every year. So that's one less suitor, right? Denver got their guy, who's (laughs) terrible. Uh, <laughs> we still have a long
0: season to go. Teams can still implode. Long injuries can still happen. I think that if you want to trade Aaron Rodgers next season, we could do it. Oh, for Maybe sure you could do it. Firsts, yeah. But I think that we could still get a decent haul. I don't think the return on investment is what I would want it to be. I wouldn't want it to be either, but I also don't want to see this movie again.
1: I'm fine seeing this movie again because I don't think if you roll the dice again, I don't think it shows up this way. I think if you can have a strong draft and a decent season. I think you're looking back at another playoff team next year. I really do, I, and that's fine. I know we don't agree on this, and that's the whole point of it. But, yeah, no, I think Rodgers comes back next year. I think the year after that is probably the start. I think Rodgers probably retires after next year. You can just call it quits at that point. The cap kind of disappears a little bit. Full-blown rebuild at that point. And at, You're going to have to figure out some of these young guys' contracts anyways, right? that we have coming up the cap is somewhat of an illusion not completely an illusion but i mean for god's sake the saints have been like 800 million over the cap hyperbole every year and then every year they figure it out and they're not terrible well they're kind of terrible this year but that's because they're rolling on Andy dalton and james winston and that was stupid but might as well just let taysom hill take over at this point
0: should sure, just that, that ride the taysom truth. train Storm i
1: love them how dare you use brady Papinga's. <laughs> my apologies nickname in vain like that um so that's what i think happens well uh i'm just gonna start talking about the next question is when do you you know kind of about jordan love and that's there's nothing to gain i know i know our friend jp and one time co-host of this show for the one week devin was out talked about you got to start jordan love and, and for what it doesn't make sense to keep him at this point that fifth year option is going to be like 20 million dollars on him why why would you do that okay you know jordan love is not the guy that that's what i've come down to his second contract will be with another team and you're starting over and i'm okay with that i didn't love him coming out anyways see what you did there thank you
0: now he has not shown us the pop that we've wanted him to show but how many how many games has he had and I know he was hit or miss in preseason, but I saw Sparks in the preseason. I know it's the preseason, but I at least saw something. How many games do we have left? Six, seven? Uh, eight. 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 Okay, so maybe after we lose to Dallas and or one more once we're mathematically eliminated. Again, this is from my point of view where I don't think Aaron's coming back. I think that we should just see what we have. And this com- way we have it one way or the other.
1: I completely understand that. Man, I'm I'm just not gonna bench Aaron Rodgers for seven games, for and then what, him retire or trade him or cut him. I'm just I'm not gonna do it. It's your choice. I know. I know it is, but I just I've already come to the conclusion this year actually that Jordan Love is not the guy. And could he be the guy? Maybe, but I just don't think the timelines line up for him to be the guy post Rodgers anymore. If Rodgers would have left, you know, if we would have traded him to Denver or whatever. This last offseason, 100%, because then you got a couple years with Jordan Love, you can know what you got, you can figure it out from there, but this whole one year, figure it out, pay him $20 million, no, makes no sense. The whole point of having a good team and a rookie quarter, a quarterback and a rookie contract is him being cheap. We already ran out of Jordan Love being cheap. It's gone, guys. So that advantage that, you know, the Russell Wilson Seahawks had early on, and Josh Allen-Bills and Pat Mahomes, they all had all these things, all these rookie contracts when they were young and, and that team was building. Those teams were building. It just make sense. It—it doesn't make sense. It, it does not make sense. All right, so sorry about that, guys. We had some technical difficulties, which is fine. It was getting pretty heated in here, talking about Jordan Love and the future of the, our favorite Green Bay Packers. But a little recap just so I can get my mind right again. Yeah, Jordan Love ain't it. I I think we missed that boat. I don't think it's gonna happen. Doesn't make sense timeline wise. That's my thought. Devin wanted to start Jordan Love like three years ago.
0: So I'm not saying I wanted to start him three years ago. And the one pushback I will have against you is I do fully understand the whole, you know, quarterback rookie contract. Yeah. That's the prime time to win with them. However, mm-hmm. I believe that is also I mean, part of that equation is when you have a rookie quarterback that comes in and does really well and you're in that narrow window because, you know, in four years you're going to have to pay him you right. know, like he's a superstar if he's playing that way. Jordan Love has not shown that. So I think, granted, we have this whole fifth year deal issue, whatever. But. Depending on what he shows, I do believe we can get him for cheaper because he's not showing that he's some superstar to this point. Yeah, but he's
1: not going to be 10 mil a year. You know, he's still going to be 20, 30 million. That's starting quarterback money. You know, there's, there's no way around it.
0: Okay. So maybe we can agree. Chances are he isn't it. Guess what? Right now, we're sitting at the number eight overall pick. And with how positive my projections are for the rest of the season, we might even be lower. And maybe we don't take a quarterback in the top five, but we can trade back, hit a few of our holes. And then take a flyer, you know, second, third round, see what journeyman's are out there. But yeah, here we are again. I don't want Aaron back. And then when we're in week five next year of our must-win game and Aaron throws four picks against the Bears or whoever it is, then I'll sit here again and say I was right and I am so ashamed of myself forever backing down.
1: Yeah, okay. When, when we go back to the dark days of the 70s and 80s because we don't have a quarterback again for 20 years, well, we can revisit this conversation of how quickly you wanted to throw away one. Anyways, I'm all for taking a quarterback in the third, fourth, fifth round, whatever you want to do this year. I completely agree we should. I would like to go back to the Ron Wolf school of drafting quarterback all the time.
0: Not a bad idea. Worked out really well. I think really
1: it's well. smart. So that's what I'd like to do anyways. But, yeah, take one of the upper mid rounds maybe. Yeah, third round picks don't do anything for us anyways. Take one there. I don't care. Uh, what's the worst they're going to do? Be terrible just like all the rest of them? Josiah.
0: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> There is an when exception. He's to what we're hanging our hat on. That's, he that's is, pretty bad. He is great. He is the best H-back we have ever had. Because we've never had one exactly. in our
1: lifetime. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I think we've pretty much covered the the Rodgers in, in love thing. I, you would want to start love as
0: soon as we're eliminated? Yeah? Officially? Yeah, I would like to see what we have. Either way. And, and if we decide he's not it you could still use him for trade bait potentially on how bad or good he looks
1: i mean if he's not if we decide he's not it's cuz he looks bad and now we have a disgruntled rodgers on the bench with jordan love who looked terrible and we can't get any assets for well rodgers is
0: done anyways Great plan but, okay but rodgers is done anyways I don't, I don't think he's done okay this is my narrative it's my turn <laughs> rodgers is done anyways and then okay just humor me for a second yeah if you are the packers mm-hmm. would you approach the offseason different if you know for sure Jordan Love is not the guy, as, as opposed to not being sure, forget your knowledge, wouldn't you approach the offseason different, whether it's free agency, trades, the draft, whether if you know he's not the guy or you're kind of on the fence? Yeah. Of course yeah. you would, mm-hmm. which I believe is where we're at. I believe the Packers are not sure if he's the guy. Season's already lost. What can you gain for the future? Experience and clarity.
1: And see, that, that's just a fundamental difference between us. I think they've already moved on from Jordan Love. In their minds. I mean, they're not going to tell the kid that. But I think just timeline-wise, it doesn't make sense anymore.
0: It isn't the ideal timeline. I would like to see them give him some starts. But what we have wanted our team to do personnel-wise, not only in the offseason, but like midseason, talking mm-hmm. about offensive line and secondary and pieces, they don't seem to do it. So you're you're probably going to be right, and they're going to start Aaron all the way through. We'll finish 6-11 and 11 now, whatever it is, and that'll be that. And then if you're right, we can go into this next year too. And I'm just going to focus on Samari Toure and Josiah and the boys and just carry me through that way.
1: I think it's interesting how, how quick we are to give up. And this is an, as an entire fan base because you were definitely not the only person saying any of these things, right? that we just might as well just just toss out what we have currently, right? After what we've had the last three years, right? We're just going to throw that away. Like I said, I understand I'm looking in the past a little bit. No problem. I get that, and I may be wrong. That's fine. That's fine with me. Aaron Rodgers literally didn't forget how to play overnight, right? It's not how that works. Not how that works. Have we put him in a great position? No. Has he disappointed? 100%. Right? But one bad year. One bad year is what we're talking about here.
0: It isn't just him as a player, though. It's all the salary cap that comes with him. It's the divide of the locker room with the LaFleur versus his offense because he is, I believe, he is holding LaFleur hostage. LaFleur cannot execute his game plan as he sees fit because of Rodgers. And why could he last year? Because Rodgers was playing nicer. I don't know, Luke. I don't know why there's the big shift this year. But it isn't just his on-the-field decline. It creates havoc in the locker room. It's more than just on the field. We need to go forward.
1: Okay. Okay. We're not going to agree on this. That's that's fine by me. We're just not going to. We're just not going to.
0: So I know what I'm doing all off season. Um, maybe I'll start doing it now. Maybe instead of my Packer film study, I'm gonna start looking at like late round quarterbacks Perfect. and finding the new Matt Flynn to save us. Oh, all right. God. Oh I a, good. I have a God. new hobby. Let's go.
1: That's terrifying. That's terrifying. I I definitely don't don't want to go there yet. Like I said, I'm fine taking a quarterback. I want to take a quarterback in the mid rounds, but just closing the door on this window. I think this year is premature. If next year looks like this year, then yeah, whatever, blow it up. How would you think this roster would look better next year than this year? Well, I think you'd look for growth from some of the young guys, right? I think if the, that trio of young worky wide receivers we have, if they can just be relatively consistent, they've all shown flashes of different abilities that I think long-term complement each other amazingly. And if they can put any of that together next year, oh, man. And I assume we're actually going to do something with the wide receiver room at
0: some point in time. We have to, right? I do think we will have a uptick in our overall team mm-hmm. from guys that are developing, right? But you're also going to have yeah. cap casualties. Yeah, Aaron Jones, potentially gone. Bakhtiari, potentially gone. Mm-hmm. Maybe Campbell, Savage, also but play. like So while we are going to have upticks in development from younger guys. You were also going to have big L's from guys having to take a hike because of the cap hell that we are in because we sold out for one last run. One last run to Detroit to go 2-6. and Uh,
1: I don't go for 3-6. I don't think um, that some of those are that big of a loss. Campbell, yeah, but he's declined since last year. He's not the all-pro he was last year, right? He's not. I still love him. Oh, no, I love Devontae Campbell, but he's not an all-pro Inside backer right now. David but, Bakhtiari, we have no idea if he plays week to week, and we have found out that his backups are pretty darn good.
0: Big Bob might be gone. He like might Henry's be his own. Yeah. Dean which Lowry might be gone.
1: Honestly, would make me just so upset, but from an on the field product thing, we could replace them, right? I liked Greg Dolchitz coming out of college this year. Dude's tearing it up on, on the Broncos. He is. So you can find people like that, right? Right now, like you said, Big Bob at this moment in time, is a possession tight end. You can find those all day. All day. Andrew Corless,
0: baby. Total bring him bad. back. See what he's doing.
1: <laughs> so some of those things, Sammy Watkins will obviously be gone. Um, maybe we bring Cobb back on like a vet min type thing if he wants to hang around with Rodgers, assuming he's back. And I'm fine with that. If, if he is now like wide receiver four or five, that's fine. It was the fact that he was wide receiver two was the problem. And when Lazar got hurt, he was wide receiver one. That's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, Aaron Jones is getting a little expensive. But, I mean, most people thought we were going to cut him or trade him or get rid of him last year. So, I mean, that that's not exactly a surprise. And while I love him dearly, good old UTEP, big sombrero and all, with the shades, running back is literally the most replaceable position in the entire NFL. And that has been proven year in and year out. Not by A.J. Dillon. No, we'd have to get somebody else or maybe Kylin Hill steps up, whatever.
0: Yeah, I look for Kylin Hill to get more carries. As the season progresses, which is, again, another yeah. talent assessment. Let's see what we have. And
1: what we needed to do last year and what we didn't do and what we could potentially do this year is do some sort of A.J. Brown-type trade. That would help immediately. All the wide receivers that got traded are killing it for their new teams. Weird. It can be done. We just we didn't Weird. do it, right? But if we do a move like that, kind of retooled some, I'm not worried about the offensive line. Elton's going to get back to normal. We and do could, have good youth. We do. We do. We have a ton of it.
0: I agree. Offensive line's actually not one spot that I'm worried. Even if we drop Bakhtiari, just put in Zach Tom, we call it a day.
1: I think Newman's a ref, uh, uh, Neiman, We've, Yash, is a restricted free agent. Obviously, we'll keep him. got to bring him back, yeah, we'll for We'll bring sure. him back. You lose Bak, but you have Tom at left tackle, or maybe Elton goes out and Tom comes in. Assuming Elton gets all his athleticism back, you got options there. You do, and we're not even counting the third round pick, Sean Ryan, who's done absolutely nothing this year, but who looked the part, right? We got Caleb Jones, who's a developmental product, Yash 2.0, right? We have Rasheed Walker, we haven't even seen yet, but was a pretty darn good Big Ten tackle. He was. Like we got, we got depth there, man. We got depth there. So I don't, I love David Baxiari. He's a fantastic person, funny as all get out, right?
0: But if he can't play, and if he's that expensive. We may have to move on.
1: And I'm, I'm good with that, man. I'm good with that. If maybe JJ and Igbari really just shows out the rest of the season, or at least makes us comfortable, you cut Preston. Okay, we thought we were going to cut Preston last year. You know? Like, a lot of these mental gymnastics we've already gone through to get to where we were this year. And that's not even talking about restructuring some of the people you can restructure, because you can always
0: Move that. money around. You can always yeah. do
1: it. Now, at some point, you have to... Paid the Pied Piper, but it doesn't have to be this year. It doesn't have to be next year. You kick the can down the road when you have that quarterback in a rookie contract. That's how I see the future. Now, whether or not that's the right way to do it, obviously I think it is. Obviously
0: you think it isn't, and that's okay. I like a lot of our young pieces. I really do. I just don't think that between all the contracts and everything in this offseason that we will be able to be reloaded enough for a playoff run with Aaron Rodgers. I just don't. I think we will. It would be great if I'm wrong, and I would admit if I'm wrong. I would love that. I just don't see it, and my I think this morning was going to be I think I felt this before. I think I felt that's, this that's Aaron okay. not showing up when we needed him before, and I said we should move on, and then here we are. That's fine. We're going to see, aren't we? We are. And you know what? end of the day, I love watching this team. I love watching even just their fucking uniforms. I'm sorry, but just the green and the gold and the white. There's just a certain amount of happiness that I get that no matter what's happening, no matter how frustrated I feel at the end of the day. I do love this team. And no matter how painful it might be for the rest of the way, even if fat man Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys come in and beat us by 25, I'm still going to support and enjoy our team.
1: Hey man, we are Packers fans and owners, right? Indeed we are. That doesn't go away when the times get tough.
0: No. Okay. We're going to be we're going to be here through it for the whole thing. I was kind of talking to my dad about it and I was like I don't know how we're going to do this show, I, you know, we've only had success. But I mean
1: in our lives basically. Basically.
0: Yeah. But we're going to figure it out and we're going to be here.
1: Oh, but Devin. Devin, Devin, Devin. Oh my sweet Devin. This you, is not a Oh this, my
0: sweet Devin, are you okay? This is
1: ooh Think about this for a second. Think about us for a second, right? I know this is just getting weirder, but... Yeah, I'm a little frightened. If we're terrible, what does that mean? That means we have to look for the little random people that no one even knows the name of as the bright spots. And
0: that is the essence of (laughs) South of the Cheddar Curtain.
1: We drop Brady Papinka references for no reason, right? Brett
0: Brett Swain, Andrew Corliss, you name it, folks. I mean, us being terrible is right up our alley. A hundred percent. So maybe the Packers are going for terrible days, but South of Cheddar Curtain is going for glory days.
1: It, it, it could be. It could be. All
0: right. We're ending this <laughs> show on a positive note. Either way, we're going to be great. I I really hope we don't lose to Mike McCarthy by 50. That'd be nice. I don't think we
1: will. I, I'm just going to be the eternal optimist here, and I'll get beat down every Sunday. But that, by Tuesday, I'm right back at it, man. Sundays are dark days. But Tuesdays, I feel good.
0: I appreciate the optimism. Both of us got to. Until next time. (laughs) Go, Paco. Go, Paco.